welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today we want to talk about building a sustainable writing life. I love talking about this topic because I feel like when we, especially new writers, but all writers, I feel like have this problem where when we sit down and we just like think about what a writer's life looks like, there's a very specific image that we've been fed um, that I think a lot of people can get hung up on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's usually like some version of get up early, get your word count in bright and early. Um, and if you don't, then what are you even doing with your life? It's, it's like, yeah, a a version of this has to be really, really hard. I think for me, (laughs) we'll get into that. But when I think of like what it looks like to get up early and to have your coffee and to write your words, um, that brings up a lot of feelings for me that that's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I, I'm one of those people who uh, a lot of those pieces of that narrative of like what we're fed fit with me. Like I am a morning person and I drink coffee <laughs> and I like to write first thing. Um, but I think even for folks who who fit into that, the narrative itself can still be really damaging because it's mm-hmm. saying that this is what a writing life has to look like. And I think it goes beyond like what, you know, just the morning piece of it and like the the day-to-day piece of it. I think it goes further into like, well, when you first start writing, you have to like read all of the craft books and Mm -hmm. then you'll know everything. And then you can sit down and you can write a book. Like if you write a thousand words a day, then you'll have a book in X number of months, right? And it's this idea of like what a writing a book looks like Mm -hmm. that just, in my experience, isn't true for almost anybody. Yeah. We're all such individual people with such individual lives and needs that being fed this narrative makes you feel like you're doing something wrong if it if it's not mm-hmm. easy for you or you're not able to make your life look like that all the time. Um, and then when we, when we are those brand new writers or when we have this huge change in our life or we're trying to figure out our writing process, we tend to look outwards. We tend to look for what are the really successful people doing? What I want to be like them. Like, what does that writing life look like for that that published mm. author that I super admire? I want to be like them, and that in and of itself is it can be really damaging and harmful because it's they've yeah. built their life around what works for them, and you can't build your life around what what that looks like for you. Like, what works for you? That's how you yeah. need to do it: is build your life around what works for you. Like when I had my daughter. Um, your your life is just put on a, a complete tilt. And I went from being able to consistently write a thousand words a day to being able to do nothing. And mm-hmm. there's this writer that I really admire who's also a parent. And I saw her in an interview once say that she decided that she was going to be this writer. And so she decided every day to get up at 4 a.m. before everyone else in her family and write all that she could in the time between 4 a.m. to when her daughter got up and then she'd go and be a mom for like the whole day. Um, And I was like, man, she's a mom. That works for her. Let me try that. I'll get up at 4 a.m. and do all my (laughs) writing things and I'll see if that makes me successful. Um, And no, like I am not a morning person. That does not work for me. And the 
the day that I made this happen or the couple days where I was like, okay, I'm committed to 4 a.m., the rest of my day was miserable. Like I couldn't, yeah. I was not at all prepared to then be a mom. It just was a, a nightmare. <laughs> and, but that's the thing is we, we look outwards for the answers when what we should be doing is be looking inwards for what works for us. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because I think the problem when you look outwards is that especially in right Western capitalistic structures, when we look outwards for guidance, we often find some kind of like, factory mindset bullshit mm -hmm. of like, well, you're only a worthy writer if you, you know, pump out a certain number of words a day, if you, you know, show up at the same time every day and write for the same amount of time. And like, we're humans, we're not like, yeah. factory machines. And so for me, as somebody, so I used to do not 4am, because that's <laughs> if it works for you, great. But yes, yeah. <laughs> That is your that happy is, place. Amazing. That's a, lot. that's a lot. Um, but I I used to be that person who woke up at 5 a.m. Um, you know, and and wrote words before work while I was drinking my coffee before the sun came up and all of that. But and even though some of those things still work for me, the problem that was holding me back at that point in time was that I felt like I had to do those things. Mm -hmm. So I was I was taking that guidance externally, like you said, like from this image of what I'd been fed. And so it felt like I should do it, like I had to do it, like it needed to be that way. And so I was really, really hard on myself when I like slept in, God forbid, mm -hmm. or like missed a day or, you know, didn't get words down in my writing session because I was, you know, plotting the whole time. And so my mindset was really unhealthy, mm -hmm. even though I was doing some things that still work for me today. But the difference between then and now is that now I'm doing those things because they're coming from inside me, from the part of me that, you know, really wants to do writing first thing in the morning, even if it's not at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, and the part of me that wants to write while I'm drinking my coffee, like those, it, it's coming from inside instead of outside, exactly like you said. Yeah, that that's so crucial. And we are doing, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but we're doing this whole writing routine workshop for the members of our Tenacious Writing group. And we're so excited about going through this together. And exactly this is the first part of this workshop is the mindset. I think your routine can look like anything. If you are that 5 a.m. writer, fantastic. But your writing routine doesn't become sustainable. Your writing life doesn't become sustainable and fulfilling and exciting and fun until you have a very solid and healthy mindset. There are three pillars of a sustainable writing life, but I think the conversation really starts with mindset and where are you coming from when you are getting up at 5 a.m.? Are you doing it because you love to do that and because that's when you're most creative and because you just pop out of bed with this insane burst of energy and you can't wait to write? Or are you doing it because you feel like that's the writing life that's been fed to you, that you're obligated to do that? And if you don't do that, you're some sort of a failure. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. I think with all the pillars that we have, so the three pillars – for a sustainable mm -hmm. writing life that we're going to talk about today are writing craft, um, mm -hmm. like learning the art of it, um, writing mindset and writing community. And I do think that for all three of those pillars, fundamentally, we believe that the the sustainable version of those pillars comes from inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, like how you learn craft and what you take away from craft and the type of craft that you decide to learn 
comes from inside of you. There's no one right way to write, right? Mm -hmm. And then same with mindset. It's all about like what works for you. What's the process that's best for you? And then what's what's the community engagement that is most fulfilling to you and most supportive for you is going to look different for you from anybody else. So I think like the number one takeaway from this is, and from a lot of our teachings, is like look inside yourself. Yeah. The answers are there. Absolutely. They are. And when they're when they're coming from inside yourself, you find that most brilliant version of yourself. Um, that, that's what we believe is crucial to writing the book of your dreams is becoming who you're meant to be. When we talk about that, we're talking about finding the version of the writer that you want to become, grabbing onto that power of, I'm going to be this writer and I have the full confidence to, to become that person this is how. Like that's what we mean when we're talking about oh, write the book of your dreams. Well, first you need to understand like what what's coming from inside you and yeah. how are you going to funnel and channel that into your writing life? Absolutely. Should we break down the pillars a little bit more? Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what should we talk about first? Craft, mindset, or community? Let's take them in order. Let's dive into crafts. So I, I love writing craft. It is like the coolest thing ever. Um, I'm such a such a learning nerd. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned over time um, is that, you know, craft is just a set of expectations. It's just mm -hmm. a set of um, – and it's different for every genre. It's different for every culture. It's different for every um, – it, it's, it's just different for every – type of book that you're going to pick up. And so when you're learning craft, like oftentimes we'll hear, you know, save the cat is the only way. And, you know, romancing the beat is the only way. And I think that's not true. That might be true, um, you know, for some, some folks, for some types of books, but fundamentally when you're learning writing craft, you're just learning what expectations readers are coming to for certain types of books. And you're learning how to meet those expectations. And mm -hmm. everyone has to go through that process of learning that because while we know what a good story looks like and reads like, that doesn't mean, you know, that we innately know how to meet those expectations. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, every, every writer has to learn how to write and, um, and it can be really fun and it can be really freeing um, if you are kind of looking around at uh, all your different options. Yeah. I used to think it was like the most constricting thing ever. Um, and it's not like I didn't understand the value of knowing what it takes to write a story, like what story structure actually looks like. Um, I was an English literature major, and so we spent so much time like analyzing stories and story mm -hmm. structure and the three-act structure and all that goodness. But then when it came to like me going to the page to write my own story, I just felt like writing craft was for plotters and I was not a plotter. And so why would I care about it? Because it was just telling me how to write a book and I could not wrap my head around it. So for the longest time, I just, I tried to read the craft books, but ultimately I think deep down inside, I just like completely rejected it because I felt so limited when I went to go write. I, I mm -hmm. only knew that craft equaled an outline and an outline equaled frustration so death no, like, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> death. just so boring oh my gosh um yeah but then I met you and we decided to learn all about writing craft together and through the journey of the last 
four or five years really came into adoring craft. And it's not a set of limitations for me like it used to be. It allows me to put boundaries around my work, but explore it to the most creative freedom that I can ever think about. Mm -hmm. It gives me tools to um, adapt like on the fly. Like if I know I'm in the middle of act two, which is where I'm writing right now in my current work in progress, and I can already tell like something's wrong with the story. It's not, it's not coming together how I envisioned it. It's my craft skills that help me see what's going on and being able to adjust and adapt to that. Even though I have like of the blankest, barest version of an outline. Um, so I, these tools don't have to be overwhelming or intimidating if you don't look at them that way. Um, and you don't follow this narrative that stories have to meet structure or else everyone will hate them. Like you were yeah. saying, they are freeing. People expect certain things from stories. And all of that just helps you understand um, how to write the book that's swirling around in your head. But it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a cage. Yeah. And I feel like on the flip side, as a plotter, for the longest time, I used craft as a crutch so that I didn't, because I didn't trust my gut and I didn't trust, mm -hmm. you know, my innate sort of vision for my story. And so I used craft as like, well, if I just learn this craft structure, then it will unlock my story for me. Mm -hmm. And I think recognizing that craft is just a tool and it's not like the end all be all, like there's no one craft structure out there that's going to like you know, perfect your story for you. Like you still have to, <laughs> you still have to explore and you're not going to get it right the first time. And, and craft is a tool to help you. Like you just said, realize, recognize where it's not feeling right and why it's not feeling mm -hmm. the way you want it to feel. Um, it's just a tool to help you get to your vision, but, um, but yeah, it's not, I think plotters can put a lot more weight on structures than yeah those structures deserve <laughs> like trust yourself yeah exactly man have i had a dime for every time i i heard someone say well, <laughs> this is what it has to be like my yeah this plot point has to be this because save the cat says it has to be this or yeah. i need something in this spot in my story because this story structure tells me that it has to be that way yeah. there's a value in there's absolutely so much like incredible value in the way that story structure helps us understand what what dips and highs and lows and twists and turns should come in a story or, or yeah. um, what readers enjoy seeing. But as soon as your mindset, which we're going to talk about, twists to um, craft as rules that I must follow or mm -hmm. else my book will never be good, um, yeah. that's when it becomes – it just – it is a big old pot of overthinking for me, yeah. um, it becomes a huge yeah. pressure. 100%. All right. Next pillar? Mindset. Yeah. So this is a great segue basically into mindset because um, when we talk about writing mindset, we talk about the way that you approach the page. And what we mean by that is the way that your brain, what thoughts crop up, what feelings is what feelings are going on. Like, what is the narrative you're telling yourself when you write? What are you thinking about? Where is it coming from? What's driving you? All of that is mindset. And we talk about a healthy mindset versus an unhealthy mindset. And I really think a, a healthy mindset 
comes down to you are aware of your inner critic voices. You mm. know what they say. You don't reject them because that still is a version of you, but you accept them and you love them and you take your inner critic and you say, thank you. I'm going to think this instead. And then you come from a place of wholeness, a place of um, self-belief, a place of self-love, a place of confidence where instead of thinking, I can't do this because I don't know craft or I can't do this because I can't fail or, oh my gosh, my book is terrible because it needs revisions. You instead come to a place of, wow, look at the power that craft gives me that I can use however way I want. Or mm -hmm. you think, wow, I have just finished a first draft. How amazing is that? I cannot wait to get in and revise it and bring it closer to the vision that I have for myself. I think healthy mindset is being able to grab onto um, the that inner worth and bring that to your writing of I am valuable, my writing is valuable, and whatever comes my way, I've got this. I know what I'm doing or I can figure it out. I've got resources, I've got help, I've got craft tools, I've got my community, my mindset's mm -hmm. in the right place. And this is all something that I can do. Yeah. Yeah, it's about sort of coming to the page with the belief, the deep belief that you can get through anything. It's not about saying that if you have the right mindset, writing is going to be easy and fun all of the time. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's not, right? Writing is <laughs> yeah. really hard. It's vulnerable. There are ups, there are downs. But it's about fundamentally believing when you hit those downs that you can get through them and that you know that um, – you know, you're still going to achieve your dreams um, despite the ups and downs. That's what we mean when we're talking about healthy mindset. Um, when you mm -hmm. have an unhealthy mindset, I think that generally comes hand in hand with a lot of shame, a lot of shame from, you know, internal shaming and external shaming around, um, you know, just the expectations of like production. Again, everything comes back to hustle culture. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a whole episode on hustle. We should culture. absolutely. Um, but it, I think a lot of it is sometimes comes comes back to that, and also the fear, right? The fear of failure and the fear of future shame, because writing is so vulnerable, um, and so oftentimes when we're when it's not coming out the way that we wanted to, or we're afraid um, of of what's coming out on the page, it can be this fear of shaming once you put that work in the world, or the fear that you're going to fail and, and feel the shame of that, um, mm -hmm. and so. A lot of what we we work on with folks um, in our programs is is untangling that and, and moving from shame to that self belief and that self love, um, which is just mm -hmm. one of the coolest, if not the coolest, thing that comes out of the work that we do. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we just saw a message in our community this morning how we've been working on goal setting the last week. We've been looking at setting our twenty twenty three goals from um, from self love versus from self-shame. And we just had someone post a message in our community this morning of how they went through that workshop and they realized how their mindset around deadlines was entirely crippling and how mm -hmm. they were able to, over the last six months, they were part of our coaching program and everything changed for them when they started to, to set micro deadlines that were accomplishable instead of long-term deadlines that felt like anytime you fell behind, you had to completely rework your schedule. And that mm. tiny little mindset shift about, about taking things one step at a time completely changed the way that they view themselves and the way that they accept their 
timeline and their own process. And you could just see like a shift of the shame narrative that they used to have to the love narrative that they have now where they're going to accept what's going on in their life. They're going to accept their body. They're going to accept their, their, the things that life throws their way, um, but they're still going to be able to accomplish their goals. They're just not letting that fear of failure and they're not letting themselves be discouraged. Um, and I, I think that is a huge, a huge mindset shift. I think that, that, and that, that plays into so many pieces of our writing life. Um, community. Yeah. Let's segue community. into community. So, oh, I love community. <laughs> I do too. What do you think is like the the biggest value of community in building a sustainable writing life? Oh gosh, it's everything. It's like right. It's your crutch. It's your support. It's your um, your com- your writing community is everything. I think part of when we were talking about that vision of like what a writing life should look like that you know the world feeds us at the beginning of the mm-hmm. call. Um, I think a big part of that is like this idea that you were supposed to write in the dark all by yourself, yeah. <laughs> like suffer alone. <laughs> um, and I just hate that narrative because it's just so you need other people. Like you really mm-hmm. need other people. And um, especially for a journey that's so vulnerable and so hard for people who aren't writers to understand. Um, and so if you're like suffering one of those, you know, mindset downs that mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier and like your partner and your friends don't get it, it just compounds that, right? And so finding people who really understand what that journey looks like and can help you sort of process those mindset shifts that you want to go through, who can help give you feedback, you know, actual helpful, supportive feedback on your work, who can um, celebrate with you because they really understand like how big those milestones you're meeting are and who can like pump you up when you need it and show up to write with you. Like for me, community has been the only reason that I have finished drafts. Mm -hmm. Like the only reason the support of others is what has gotten me there. And so um, I just can't imagine a sustainable writing life without other writers in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I was just thinking this morning um, about what motivates me. And a huge part of that has always been competition. So the first thing that I thought in my head was, oh, competition motivates me. But then I, then I was thinking, well, wait a second. I don't know if that's true because I kind of have a deep <laughs> fear of confrontation. So I only like competition when I'm winning. And that doesn't always happen. So I was kind of following this train of thought where I was like, I don't know if it's competition that really motivates me. But what it is, is the collective of a group, like being alongside someone else and mm having motivation from these other people that are doing the same thing that I'm trying to do. Um, For a second in my head, I even was like, maybe it's obligation. (laughs) And I'm not afraid to say that kind of motivates me a little bit is being obligated to someone else. Um, And here's, here's how that shows up for me is if I, um, if I post a message in our community of I'm going to be on to write tonight, and I've like stated that out into the world and someone else says, I'll be here too. Oh man. Well, now I can't let them down. Like I'm obligated to be there. <laughs> and some of that's a little unhealthy mindset. Some of that's a little bit of, of um, probably a self-shame narrative of, oh, well, this isn't about me anymore. It's about them. Um, I'm recognizing that. I'm trying to work through that. But I think having this community 
I wouldn't be able to do it without them because I'm motivated by them. I'm motivated by seeing everyone in our community write together. I'm motivated by seeing that channel, um, our Slack channel light up with, I'm here, I'm writing these many, I'm doing this for an hour, I'm gonna try and write this words, or I'm just here to show up because I wanna show up with you guys tonight. Um, That is motivating to me. I couldn't have done it either. I mean, it's it's support in all sorts of ways, but that's been a huge impact on my current work in progress over the last few months is seeing seeing the other people in the group working towards the same goal that I am and being able to um, lean on them for, hey, show up tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do it together. Love that. I think yeah. community um, community is... It, I think it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper hit. It's community is like, uh, and if we're talking about that writing life that's been projected towards us, um, in that version of that life, I think there's like an acceptable point where you invite your community into you. Mm-hmm. That acceptable point is usually when you're looking for like beta readers or outside feedback. It's usually like right until you can get it as best as you can. And then you're allowed to share it with other people. Um, I think that is like very damaging. I think that can, I think that can really mess with your mind. And I think community should be involved from the very inception of your idea or even before. I think, I think we just constantly need these other people in our lives to help us, um, motivate, grow, learn, feedback. But I don't think that in a sustainable writing life, there is some sort of line that you draw in like your linear progress where now you can look for a community. You should have community that entire time that you are trying to write. Um, It's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're like, I can't share this yet. Yeah. Community can still show up in so many ways for you. You can still talk through those ups and downs. You can still bounce ideas. You can still show up to write together, right? There are so many ways for us to show up for each other outside of just giving feedback that I think um, just don't get talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I just want to point out, like, if, if there is anybody listening in who's like, I've had horrible experiences yeah. with community, totally understand, right? Getting feedback mm-hmm. and working with other writers who don't who aren't there to support and respect you and your work and aren't like really devoted to helping you build your best writing career and life, then yeah, it can be really, really damaging. Um, And so a lot of that comes down to like the types of folks that you're looking for in that community, the types of support that you're looking for and setting expectations with, with folks as to um, you know, what you need from them and how you can, show up for each other. And so that's in our, in our community, um, in the tenacious writing program, we really focus on that, on making sure that our communities are, um, really supportive in a, in a healthy way, in a respectful way. Um, and not in that, that competitive cutthroat, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) um, we're not actually here for each other kind of, kind of format. Yeah. Like I, a lot of our behaviors in our current Western society um, in this in the United States, especially, um, they operate from this idea of a zero sum game, where mm. you can't gain anything without the person next to you losing something. And I think that that is so prevalent in the writing space 
um, traditional publishing, self-publishing, just in general, in any type of writing space, because we think that there is a limited amount of spots that people get to claim for success. And so if you're in a writing group with someone else and they're doing really, really well, you then feel like you're losing something. Uh, it, there's this constant push and pull of comparison. There's a constant push and pull of competition. And it stems from this idea that your neighbor, if they gain something, that means you've lost something. And that is the opposite of what a writing yeah. community, really what a society, but we're not getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A writing community should look like we all have the same goal and there are an infinite amount of readers out there and we just want to write great stories we want to write stories that reflect the vision that we have in our head we want to write stories that make us proud we want to write stories that lift other people up but all that comes from within and we will never try to put one writer above another writer for whatever reason that's not what community is about um I think it I think it's funny that when we hear these horror stories, it probably comes back to mindset in some version where mm -hmm. the people that are experiencing um, being treated horribly, they're probably being treated by someone that has a harmful mindset and they probably don't even realize it themselves. That's why we spend a lot of time talking about what does it look like to support another writer in community? Because deep down, we all really want that, but sometimes we're not quite sure how to give it. Yeah, 100%. So in summary, um, mm -hmm. at, at Golden May, we believe <laughs> that um, to really build a sustainable writing life, um, you got you to gotta learn the craft, um, whatever that looks like for you. You got to learn how to make it work for you. Um, you got to cultivate that healthy mindset that's going to carry you through book after book. And then you got to build that supportive, respectful, you know, um, loving community that's going to help you get through to the end. Um, mm -hmm. And so everything that we talk about, <laughs> everything that we do um, is going to revolve around these three things. So we touched on a lot of surface stuff today that I know we're going to uh, dive into in future episodes. And I'm really excited. Um, but that gives you kind of an idea of, of what we believe and what we strive for. Um, yeah. Do you want to paint a picture of what uh, a sustainable writing life actually feels like? And I absolutely like? do. Yes. So if you're sitting there and you're you're hearing what we're saying and you're like, wow, I, I think I that kind of resonates with me where maybe I do compare myself a lot or maybe I do like have a writing community that doesn't feel exciting to be in. It kind of feels more like a Debbie Downer environment. Or maybe you're thinking like, oh, craft, I, I have no idea even where to start or every craft resource I've ever picked up is like – you know, just so hard to understand. Um, all of those things, it can look different for you. Here's what sustainability in a writing life like looks like. It looks like it's easy. Even in those hard times where writing is hard, I'm so glad you addressed that earlier, Emily, because writing can still have very difficult parts. Um, but you have, you're bringing to it this like pressure free, like this is hard, but I can do it. I've got this. I just picture like a soft babbling brook where it is whatever is your most beautiful version of relaxing. I guess for me, it's soft babbling brook. Um, it, it, there's a version of that for you in a sustainable writing life. It looks like abundance. It looks like joy. It looks like listening to your body. Um, that's a new thing for me it, just in the last couple years 
where I've always really buried down my emotions. Um, and listening to your body is like, oh my gosh, what am I feeling today? Where's this coming from? How am I going to bring that into my writing practice? Um, what, it, what do I need to do? Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to like sit on the couch. Maybe I need like a glass of water. It's so much of this like, okay, what checking in with yourself. Um, it looks like a burden-free writing life. This is my, I think, writing routine word of the year. Um, burden hyphen free. Uh, we don't want <laughs> writing to feel like like a burden, like it's a chore, like it's a, a weight that's just crushing you down. This is a dream. This is a beautiful thing. This is, and that's what it should feel like. It should feel exhilarating. Um, and it also looks different for every single person. Um, I want you, as you're listening to this, to sit and think, what would it look like if my writing life were sustainable? If it looked like, what would it look like if I was happy writing? What would it look like if it felt easy or it felt like I had an unlimited amount of words that I could get out of my body at any time? You have unlimited potential to create. What would it look like for you if, if that's how you felt? Um, sit with that going into your week, go after you've listened to this podcast, um, because your writing, a sustainable writing life can literally be anything in practice, but it stems from these feelings of positivity. Um, and that's our goal is to be able to help you get there. Um, yeah. And like bring you to this place of fulfillment. Absolutely. I love it. Should we give folks tips on how to, uh, where to how to start? get started yes. if they don't know where to get started. So yeah. um, we have lots of resources and we're going to plug them because if you're sitting there and you're like, that sounds great, but how the heck do I even yeah. get there? <laughs> a, we're going to be talking a lot more about this um, in future episodes and like with tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff um, for all three of these pillars. But if you're looking for um, for some more um, some more immediate support, um, our email list is freaking awesome. Um, we send yeah. emails a couple times a week and they are just packed full of craft mindset and community tips um, always. And uh, same with our Instagrams, our individual Instagrams, which we can put in the uh, show notes. Um, and then we also have a blog that has a, a huge archive of um of just resources on all three of these pillars uh, that you can sift through mm -hmm. as well. So those are some some great places to get started for uh, for some free stuff. Yeah. So for crap for mindset, um, we want to start diving into these beliefs that we're carrying about writing in our writing life and thinking about where are we putting pressure on ourselves, where are you creating that friction, and like what beliefs are holding you back from listening to your body. So if you start with just those few questions and and sitting even with that question I posed earlier of what would a sustainable writing life look like to you? Um, we want to start diving into the those beliefs we carry that put the pressure on us, those beliefs we carry that create the difficulty. Um, we, again, have tons of resources on that, but there are some amazing other creatives out there too that, that talk about mindset in all sorts of mm -hmm. ways. Um, this starts with introspection, I think, and we can we can guide you towards 
figuring out those answers um, as you tune into the podcast and as you get our emails. Um, but but be on the lookout for that. Search out those mindset resources because so much of this is comes back to the way that you talk to yourself and think about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Some good ways to do that are to just, you know, start asking your body what it's what it needs and what it's like, listen to it, listen to what your body wants. Even if it's like Rachel was saying something as small as like, do I need some water right now? Like tuning in once in a while to what your body needs is a good place to start. If you have never done this before, um, journaling is also another way to, uh, really start mm -hmm. digging into the beliefs and the way that you talk to yourself. Um, giving yourself the freedom to, to write the things that your brain is saying can really put into perspective, like how you're talking to yourself. Um, so mm -hmm. those are some, some great places to start. Um, and then uh, to build your community, I mean, really the only way to do that is just put yourself out there, which yeah. for a lot of Find us introverts is really, really hard. Um, yeah. But there are some really amazing writers on um, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and we're I think a lot of us, maybe even a majority of us, are introverts, and so it's it's often the case that other folks are finding it hard to reach out to. So if you message someone, like it's really not that weird. If you're like, hey, do you want to swap words or, you know, be accountability buddies or something like that? Um, it sounds insane and scary, but it's really, um, oftentimes people invite invite that. Yeah. I mean, we met on Twitter. We and did. We met on a thread. And then I think you DM'd me. I can't remember who DM'd first, but then it was just like, uh, we were talking and then we were texting and then we were reading books together and then we were sharing pages and then we made a business. And so like it, it started with a simple Twitter thread and a DM. Yeah. Um, there yeah. are so many. <laughs> yeah, just reach out. Put yourself out there. It's scary. But I think you'll find in a lot more cases than not that the other person that you're reaching out to is wants that community too. They want to connect just yeah. as much as you do. And if it's not the right time for them, you know, they can let you know that and it's not personal, right? It's, yeah. uh, there's, you would literally have nothing to lose. You're reaching out to strangers yeah. on the internet in most cases. So, yeah. um, so go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And then we also have some, some paid services that work on and touch on all three of these things. Uh, we have our one-on-one -on -one coaching program, um, mm -hmm. which is called Story Magic, um, in which we coach folks week to week. Um, it's a six month program that gets you from, you know, an idea to a, an outline and all of the, a bunch of pages and all the tools you need to finish your draft. Um, it's a really powerful program. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a lifetime membership program. Yes. So that program is called Tenacious Writing. We've talked about it a little bit today because it's such an amazing place to be and you should definitely come become a member. Um, so it's a, what it means by lifetime membership is you pay one cost and then you're in it forever. So you get access to all of our craft mindset and community resources for whatever project you're working on right now and the unlimited amount of projects that are in your creative future. Um, Tenacious Writing is home to many writers who care about these pillars, who are all trying to build a sustainable writing life just like we are and just like you are, and who want to support other writers along that same journey. We write together. We learn together. We share our fears and our dreams, and we celebrate, and we allow venting space, and we, we just come alongside each other in this amazing group to build that life that we want so that we can write the books of our dreams and 
share them with the world. Um, come on in. We're dancing. Yeah. We're having a party. This is your invitation. Um, link in the show notes, but we want you there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for uh, for hanging out with us today. Um, you know, leave awesome. a rating and review if you've enjoyed it. And uh, yes. we can't wait to, to see you next time or listen, yes. hear you, you know, whatever. <laughs> see you next time. Tune in. See you in your ears. Uh- <laughs> this is uh this is story magic um this is our first one we are so excited we're gonna be just helping you along this path we can't wait to have you join us um if you want to build a successful fulfilling and sustainable writing life that works for you you have got to get on our email list sign up now to uh get our free email course uh the magic of character arcs it's a after it's a seven day email course and after seven days of magic you are going to have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night so link in the show notes to get that free awesome magic of character arcs email course we will see you there thanks everyone